Hey guys, on today's show, we're uh, interviewing Scott Smith, and I've actually decided to push this show up. This show probably wouldn't have aired for probably another four to six weeks, just the way that the queue has worked out and the order of interviews and stuff. But we get into some stuff with Scott today that is just so relevant and timely right now with everything that's going on with COVID-19 and, you know, just the state of our country and the world. You know, small businesses are really struggling. A lot of large businesses are struggling. Restaurants are shutting down left and right. And Scott really gets into some perspective about um, not only our mental health and state, but also our business health and state and the legal ramifications of everything that's going on right now. So like I said, I really wanted to push this episode up because I think there's some timely information in here. Scott's just a great guy, and I think you guys are going to really appreciate the show. Um, I don't know if we really get into it, but he's also got a podcast called The Real Estate Nerds. And if you if you have a chance, go check that podcast out because there's a lot of good guests on there, a lot of great information. But anyway, I hope you guys really get a lot of value out of this show today. Make sure you go check out his asset protection video on his website at royallegalsolutions.com. I really think that you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this. So without delaying any longer, I'll just let you get to the show. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Okay, everybody, I've got Scott Smith on with me today. Um, Scott is uh, a friend of mine, and I actually met him through a group that I talk about quite a bit, GoBundance. Um, just just an amazing group of people, and um, I'm really excited to bring Scott to you today, especially during this time. Um, Scott owns a, a legal firm called uh, Royal Legal Solutions, and I've been leaning on him lately for a lot of inspiration and wisdom, and our whole tribe has, because he's just kind of on, on the forefront of a lot of this. And so we're excited to have him, excited to bring the information today. Um, let's dig into it. Scott, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Mike. Uh, great to be here. And um, I'm really excited to be able to kind of be an open book and just a voice of, you know, just straight talk. Of, Here's what's going on. What I typically find work, works really well in these types of scenarios, which is really different than what I see in uh, like from the news media and from a lot of other outlets is, is just, you know, talking about like, what are the fear points? Let's just label the fears that we have here uh, and then say, great, now that we know exactly what the fear is, we got that thing labeled. How can we take that fear and turn it into action to be able to accomplish things that previously we weren't able to do because they were too difficult or we had the emotional blocks around it. Um, and right now is actually the greatest opportunity that I've seized for myself inside of my own life and my own company. I mean, I just end up, you know, coming out here to Southwest Utah, which I've been wanting to do for five years now. And now I got my whole uh, whole new setup of what I wanted to do. And it's all because of COVID. So um, I, I'd love to just share with you more about that. And, uh, you know, anything that we can talk about today, I think would be helpful. You know, I, I love that you actually went there. And uh, we'll get into our normal questions here in a second. But you actually put a video up the other day that I thought was awesome. And you were talking about um, during this time, you were just sitting back saying, okay, what can I control? Because there's so many things that are going on right now that we have no control over. Can you just kind of address that and, and kind of share that with what you were, what your thought process was and what you were thinking there? Yeah. So what got me thinking is saying, Hey, where does this panic come from? Why is panic a real thing? Right. And what, what is the nature of panic? And as I was, as contemplating that, I was like, well, panic seems to be something that has two parts to it. It seems to have like a fear component to it, but also equipped with inaction. 
And when we're really afraid and we have nothing to do, all we do is sit there and just stew in the worry, right? Now you can look at this in like a different way where you, you talk about like what happens when you have like fear with tons of action, then a ton of stuff gets done. And when I've done that um, for my life, uh, when I combine and take all that fear and then channel it into action steps, pretty soon the fear doesn't exist anymore because I'm actually doing stuff. And once the, 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 just the, the process of doing stuff makes the fear go away. Right. And it's not that anything's actually really changed at all. Right. And this is like the really cool part is that nothing actually has to change in your life at all besides just the fact that you take action. And then all of a sudden um, the fear goes away. But to do that, what you have to realize is that there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't control. And so everything that you can't control um, and everything I can't control, I barely pay attention to it. I figure most things that I can't control, if it's really something that maybe is important, probably somebody's going to tell me about it. This is like walking around because it's going to be that big of a deal that everybody's going to be talking about it, right? So the only things I really need to put my attention on are things that I can control. And then those, those things that I can't control turn into action steps. And then I'm actually getting stuff done. And because I'm getting stuff done, now I'm in a better position where I was. Anytime, anything, putting attention on things you can't control, I mean, has to just be a waste of time because you can't do anything about it. So why even worry about it? That's such a good point. And you said something else in that video too. You're really focusing on what do you want? You're coming back to that, that, uh, just that core concept. What do I really want? Can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for, for me, like getting really, really clear, like as precise as I possibly can be about what I want, um, is probably the most important thing. Once I can actually define clearly what it is I want, I can kind of just leave it kick it into the back of my mind. And then my mind just subconsciously starts to find out how to get me that thing. Right. Um, so there's like some science behind this, right. With what's called like your reticular activator. Um, if you ever gone shopping for a car and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, uh, I'm shopping for like a silver Honda civic. And then you just see silver Honda civics everywhere. That's because you've told your mind, Hey, I'm looking for this thing. And it's really particular. And so all of a sudden your mind starts to pick it up, starts to pick up awareness around it. Same thing happens for us around anything that we want. Right. So, but the more clear and precise you are with it, the more your mind is able to just start searching for it in the background. And what's cool about this is that you actually get to your mind works for you while you're not having to work. Right. It's doing all of the heavy lifting while you're focused on other things. And then pretty soon you'll have that experience where you're just like, oh, it just came to me or this thing just happened. It's like magic, right? Well, it wasn't really magic, right? It was because actually there was a part of your brain that you weren't conscious of. It was actually chugging the whole time to be able to get you there. And that's where like, I think the magic comes in of like knowing really precisely, like what is you want? Spend a lot of time thinking about what it is I want. And having done that actually for the last five years, this COVID thing actually um, gave me an amazing opportunity because inside of the panic of inside of everything that was like, the skies are falling, right? I could act on everything that I wanted all at one time and everybody was okay with it because we're in a panic. So anything you do inside of a panic, everybody gets a pass. They're like, okay, cool. Well, that's just whatever you're doing. I have no idea why that's true. I have some theories about it, but it's like the most amazing time if you know what it is you want. And like now is the time to go seize it. <laughs> that was gold right there. I feel like if, if people just get a hold of what you just said, I mean, we could we could end the show there. We're not going to, but um, we could. So I, I appreciate it. It's a wrap. I'm calling yeah. it a day, Mike. We're done. <laughs> that was so good. Um, yeah, it, it is such a, you know, it's such a, uh, an amazing point. I mean, we could totally reinvent ourselves if we don't like just roll up into a ball and freak out right now. So, um, you know, that's what I've been trying to stay focused on. So, uh, okay, let's awesome. get into some questions. So who has had the greatest impact on your life? 
Um, yeah, I would probably say it's, it's probably my godfather, you know, um, my godfather from the time I was a kid, um, was always talking, he was, he was a wealthy entrepreneur and I grew up in a family that was pretty poor, right? My father passed away when I was three and my mom was a school teacher. Um, I always looked up to people that had money and had success because I knew that was important, but I didn't know how or why, um, or how would anybody actually do that? I just knew that they had some type of like special magic power, you know, and he was one of those guys that had that, um, with his company. And that he had built and sold. And um, so he actually guided me through a lot of my life, like really indirectly, right? It was like, hey, you should go to law school, you know, like go get that professional certifications with that. Because even if you decide you want to sell ice cream cones, you know, and have a business selling ice cream cones, you're a lawyer deciding to sell ice cream cones. You know, you're not just out there trying to hawk ice cream cones, you know, he's like, that'll be important for you. Um, and it was like these really types of like subtle guidance of things that I would just happened to do because I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know what else to do. Um, life to me was, has always been pretty confusing um, up until maybe in the last eight years or so. And uh, so that's really kind of one of the things I just like kind of lean on him and say, hey, what should I be doing right now? Like, what's another thing to just add into the toolbox? Because I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want in a life. I don't know what I want to be doing. And so he was just keep encouraging me to say like, well, just go add another tool to your toolbox. Because while you don't know what to do, it's a great time just to just add another tool because just kick the can down the road and that tool will come to serve you at some point in the future. And he was 100% right. That's awesome. If you could narrow it down to one thing that's had the greatest impact on your success, what would you say that is? Uh, definitely my spiritual growth. Like the, and by spiritual, I don't mean like the woo-woo, like putting crystals all over my body type. I mean like the, the type of like having like really deep knowledge of self, like introspective and reflective knowledge, like really blunt honesty with myself about like who I am, what am I going after? Why am I going after that? You know, um, th that type of internal feedback, um, has all of the other downstream benefits to my life. So if there's like one thing that I have to focus on first that I know everything else in my life is going to get better uh, because of it's that it's that piece in that practice. That's awesome. Um, detouring a little add on question here. Do you have uh, like a favorite resource around that, getting introspective, a certain book or something that you could recommend? Um, yeah, I think there's actually two different um, uh, groups that I've worked with uh, that I thought were really good in this uh, this field, um, at least getting people jump started. Um, one is called, it's like insightseminars.org. I think it's like Insight International. They work out of Santa Monica, California, and they do like these weekend uh, seminar pieces to it. Um, what's really cool about that is it's all experience-based learning. They actually don't tell you much. They just put you in scenarios and then ask you to reflect on it. So it's like they make you flex the tool set of like awareness and self-introspection. And whatever level you're at, you'll get something different. Everybody will have a different insight because everybody's at a different level through that experience. There's another group that's an awesome, I think it's called like the Atlas group, um, but it's, a, it's the same type of vein, right? It's all experience-based learning, high levels of like awareness training, um, low like teaching and talking at you, but tons of actual like activity and then programming you of like how do you actually do the work of like, how do you actually become honest with yourself? How do you actually become introspective with yourself? How do you actually like see the nasty parts of yourself and say, okay, that's just part of me. You know, that's part of my shadow. That's part of that dark side of like who I am. And that's okay too. Cause that's just part of me. And I just need to be aware of where that's going to come up in the world. Um, as you can imagine being like a litigator coming out of law school, I'm with that and suing insurance companies and stuff like that. That was probably um, a vein that I had going pretty strong <laughs> about how to fight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, a little side note, I've, I've got several attorneys in my life and, um, typically whenever we're talking to our attorneys, it's either being proactive about a deal or whatever, or else we have a challenge. And, um, 
I've I've yet to have ever been sued other than a couple of you know small employee issues and um, but I've found during this time that like talking with attorneys has actually been really good for me because you guys kind of look at things from like kind of like a balance level. I mean, things that we think are just the end of the world. Oh, we've seen that before and here's how we can deal it, deal with it. So um, I appreciate your guys' like level-headedness. I don't know if it correlates over into your personal lives, but um, that's been a source of strength for me lately. Just like, it's going to be okay. We've got good documentation. So it's it's been calming lately. I, you probably yeah, don't no, know man, I, I think, hear that. I think that's what really good professionals should always be doing, right? Is really good professionals should be the ones that are on the check for um, for, for, for other people. Right. I actually have my own attorneys, right. That I talk to that provide me the same piece because I can do that for you, Mike. But when I have to try to do it for myself, I can't. Right. And I'm like, okay, I need somebody else that does it for me to give me that kind of like, here's what's going on. And I have my own business coaches that do the same pieces to me with like looking at our reports and what are the kinds of things that we need to be looking at? Because when it's in your own head, yeah. it's really tough to do. Um, so I'd recommend like everybody, you need like another, you need some type of trusted advisor in your life. Life. whatever that's going to be it could be free it could be anybody right yeah. but somebody else that you trust to serve as that checkpoint because it's too hard to do this stuff all inside of your own head yep makes a lot of sense okay what was your greatest setback and what'd you learn from it uh my greatest setback um was probably when like i <laughs> got my my rear end kicked around the ring um, when i was 22 i was i graduated out of uh college with a, a liberal arts degree in spanish and in economics and i didn't take a single business class uh, so I like, I really was like unemployable <laughs> at that time. So I started to do, um, but I like had, had a ton of knowledge. Right. So I said like, well, I'll just start like tutoring the rich kids out in, in Houston, you know, with the, like the rich private school kids and charge them like 85 or hundred bucks an hour or whatever it was. Cause I could teach them anything, physics, calculus, Spanish, like whatever it was. Right. Um, and at the same time I was like fighting professionally. Uh, I thought I was going to be a professional fighter, like cage fighting. Um, so I did that for, uh, a period of time and then the biggest setback for me was realizing that it's like I'm not very good at this <laughs> like and and you get taught that lesson in a very brutal way you know and it was at that moment that I was like you know taking the LSAT and go to law school sounds pretty good I'm gonna listen to my godfather because he said that was a good idea and this is sounding a lot better now yeah S Scott's got live videos of that happening we'll link it in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's getting embarrassing <laughs> Just kidding. Just getting pummeled. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what is the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? Um, just to slow down and be still mm. with people. You know, I find that like most most of the time for myself, uh, and I share that advice actually with myself more than anybody to tell you the truth, is uh, just to slow down, slow down, be still, then make a decision mm. about whatever you're going to do next, or then have that conversation. There's actually like nothing to be gained in moving faster. And all, most of the time, all the action that we're doing is actually not, it's either not necessary or it's not helpful. But like we feel good acting fast as entrepreneurs. And I think that that's a, that's a piece that I share with myself a lot and what I share with other people in my company too. Wow, that's good. Um, I was actually talking with Rock Thomas the other day, who's a mutual friend of ours. And he said a phrase that he, I don't know if he came up with it or what, but it's called, uh, stimulus, pause, response, kind of along the mm -hmm. same vein. Just when something stimulates you, pause and then respond. Just take a little bit of time, think through it, and whether it's an outside thing, just, you know, kind of slowing down. And, you know, sometimes we just move through decisions in life and everything in general um, so fast. It, it makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of really good reasons to do that too. Right. Like just the fact of like, if you actually just slow down a little bit more, you actually might remember what you did that day. Mm. You know, that might, there might be value in that. I'm like wondering, like not waking up and being like, where'd that last month go? Wow. You know? Yeah. Like that might be valuable. Right. I mean, if the treasure trove of life is actually like what you have, right. Like, what do you really have? Like you really only have like your memories. Right. So if you're actually losing months or years of like no memories being created, that time is just gone. You've actually not uh, poured into the asset value of your life. You've just wasted it. Yeah. And, and, and from that perspective, right? Maybe you didn't, maybe you did a bunch of stuff, right? But from life, like what makes a rich life? I, yeah. I don't know any other way of measuring it besides like the memories and the experiences I have. And then my ability to reflect on those and put those into like my essence of like who I am. That's so good. Bringing that back to what you were saying you know, earlier and in your video, we've got all this stuff going on right now. It's, it's 2020. We're in the middle of April and we've got all this COVID-19 stuff going on. I think this is an opportunity. You can come, you, you, you can take this time and, and go any way you want, but really we should, I, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> it's been pretty quiet. I mean, we've got a lot going on and I'm busier than I've probably ever been just because of certain aspects of our business. But it, are you finding yourself really being able to slow down and, and go more interesting? Yeah, or? so much more. And I don't know really why to tell you the truth. Uh, I actually can't put my finger on the pulse of why this is happening this way. Um, I suspect is that in times like these, a lot of other people, uh, in my, uh, life or my frame of reference, you know, are like my circle of influence, right? Um, the, everybody in, in these types of time periods, they want to be led like even more mm-hmm. than they did before. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's actually easier to lead. It's actually easier to get stuff done because everybody else is much more willing to just go with whatever it is that you're saying and whatever ways that you're showing up because you're projecting strength and you're projecting security. You're projecting, you know, these things that they want and that people, there's just no resistance into it. They're just like, how can I, how can I possibly do what it is that you want me to do with that? Whereas in times of where it's like before people had a lot of their own stuff and that would confront against my stuff. And then I'd have to try to persuade them over to my side. Yeah. And now there is only my side because if they're not on my team and they're not on board with me, then good luck on your own. Yep. And so it's a really harsh reality. Yep. Like, right. That I think we all implicitly understand as tribes of people mm-hmm. when there's panic or when there's war, right. Yep. It's either you're on the team or you're not. And if you're not on the team, good luck in the wilderness on your own. Right. Yeah. So there's like these inherent types of, I think, um, just uh, like tribal mechanisms at play that make it easier as a leader and a business owner now than it's ever been for me. I was having a conversation yesterday in a, in another um, group that I'm in. And I think also, I don't know if you agree with this, but um, I'm finding it easy to lead right now, easier to lead right now, even though we're going through some challenging times, because I feel like I can be a hundred percent honest with my entire team. Not only can I be a hundred percent honest with myself, we're all in the same place together. And I think sometimes, again, I don't know if you agree with this or what your thoughts are on it, but I feel yeah, like sometimes true. we've never been able, not, not never, but most of the time we're not able to be completely honest about what's going on in the business, where we're actually heading right now. Everybody's on the same page. Um, this is what's happening. It's black and white. If, if you can't get on board with it, move on. 
Um, and that's actually made made it pretty easy. Like, <laughs> this is where we're at, and we're all in it together. And the by question the way, is, is could we have done this always? Yes. You know, like, could we have shown up like this all the time? And then had it been like, okay. And I want to say that, that it's probably true that we could have. But what we tell ourselves is that we're afraid that if we show up like that, that the other people might not like it. And if they leave, it's going to hurt me. Right. And so then I need to soften it. Right. But I wonder, Mike, and I was wondering, like, from your perspective, when you look at like the really great like leaders, right, like guys that really move the dial in their industries, it seems like they're incredibly unreasonable mm -hmm. with like everybody. This is how it is, yeah. you know, and that's just going to be this way. You're either on board, or you're out, you're in or you're out. And I just don't have time. I don't care how good you are. If you're not 100 percent in and you're not like in it on the way I'm in it, that's it. I'm cool. I'll go work with somebody else. Yeah. You know, like Steve Jobs is one of those guys. Right. Yeah into it and but i was like man that that sounds rough that sounds scary <laughs> to try to lead that way now i'm doing it i'm like wow this has never been easier but it's because like what i feel safe right because i'm like you don't have an alternative besides just to do what it is that i'm saying like this is what we're gonna go do yeah. and you're really excited by the fact that you're like i got a job and i'm not one of the 6.5 million people that are unemployed right now yeah you know what's interesting on that note too i mean you do have some extremes like you said like with steve jobs but most most of the time people that were with somebody like that long term, don't have a lot of negative to say about it. Once you're okay with what's actually happening there, and you buy into the vision, and m most of the time people are like, "Yeah, this is was a this was a weird part of it," but actually outside of that, like they got they got in line, and they actually appreciated him for it. It's kind of yeah. Like as long as they're consistent and clear, like most people just want like consistency and the clarity yeah. of like what my expectations are. Right. And that, at least that's what I'm like realizing now, like in this moment, that's what seems true for me. And to it that I'm saying, man, I didn't ever have to compromise. And like, what a blessing to learn that now as being 35 years old, I'm saying like, wow, I don't have to compromise nearly as much as I think I have to. Mm. And like, cool. That means I can have more of what I want and I can be more at peace about it. That's so and like, man, that's a neat place to be. That's awesome. That's cool. Okay. Uh, we could go a million directions here, but I think based on the current issues that we've got going on and, and with your legal background and your business background, all of your experience, I think um, we really probably should get into some practical advice on you know, what you're doing right now currently and what other people can do. So um, can you just kind of give us an overview of you know, what you've been doing in your personal life, your business life? How are you handling all this? Um, yeah, so there's just like a couple of, of, of key points that I focus on because um, there's obviously like a million things that we could be doing, mm -hmm. right? But I'm always focused on like what are things that I think are really accomplishable that I can do and that are actually going to move the dial, right? And the things that are inside of my control. Um, so in that respect, I started prioritizing having a lot more fun. I know that's probably a weird thing to say <laughs> during a pandemic, um, right? Um, but that's one of the reasons that I like have got this uh, – you know, I'm at, at my house that's here in Southwest Utah right now. Um, it's because I was like, man, you know, of everything else that's going on, I can try to work my ass off, probably won't make that much of a difference right now into it. Or what I could do is actually be like, man, how can I work and get what I need done and also have just a ton more fun while I'm doing it and be like, hey, this could be the best time of my life right now. And how could that be true? And then I was like, oh, cool. I could be out here. I can have like the, the dirt biking, the boating and the hiking in the national park and all the great stuff that's like out here. I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. So like my spirits maintain like really high there and it has like downstream benefits to all my staff because they see me like full of energy and full of like excitement and like rejuvenated. Um, and they're like, wow, this is awesome that our leader is like coming in and that he's always got like stuff to be able to pour into us, you know, energy to pour into us to help us like raise our awareness or raise our mentality um, into what we're doing. And so I just get tons of really positive feedback from all my staff. I'm like, holy smokes, like 
how important was it for me to have fun this whole time? And I thought was really important was working hard. Yeah. It's not, you know, uh, like that wasn't what got my people to move, you know? Um, so like on a personal level, I'm doing that. Um, on a business level, we've had to pivot a little bit, um, really just about like how do the things that we do actually just address what are the concerns that people are having right now, which are typically around like three major areas. It's like, how do I get money from the loan programs? So he's like, okay, attorney staff, we got free time now. So let's go become experts in the loans and help people coach through how to get the loan. So we charge 2,500 bucks and we give you your money back if you don't get any money, any money for you. Right. Wow. So it's like a, you're either going to get 10 grand at a minimum from the EIDL or we don't we just give you all your money back. Right. So we are like, okay, cool. It's a zero risk way for people to get free money. Right. Wow. Sweet. And then we're like, okay, well, what else people need? Well, we know that lawsuits are going to go rise as unemployment increases because when people don't have enough, they come and take from you and they use frivolous litigation attorneys to do it. So asset protection is top of mind and estate planning. You might die. You might end up in the hospital. So cool. Um, this is where you're going to need estate planning to come in and help you. So we're like, okay, let's reposition those uh, things that we know really well, well inside of our skill set. Let's address the current needs and we're pivoting into that. And that's been able to help our, our business. Um, we took like a huge dip, like in that first week, like 80% of our revenue dropped off and now we're slowly climbing back, you know, uh, for what we need. So business is coming back strong um, with doing that. Um, and I mean, those are the, I mean, the two really big moves um, in that vein. And then the last really big move that I prioritize is my community. Like, who am I actually seeing and who am I actually spending all my time with? Um, and that's actually been one of the biggest movers unexpectedly uh, for me. Because I knew that I was going to have that, but I didn't know the impact of it. And I got I to gotta tell you, man, it's something really weird about human being a human being. And for my last like three, four years, all I was doing was just working like a ton. I was in office working and I had like my staff and I was like, my staff were like my people. And I was like, I didn't really have a lot of people that I would see that are outside of things that I were trying to create, you know, because I'm really about creating my vision. Like to me, that's the most fun thing I could be doing. And I didn't realize that there was actually a piece of me that was thirsty for like family and community and, and those types of pieces. Then now that I've had to slow down so much, I'm out here in Utah where I have um, lots of like friends and other family and stuff that lives out here. Um, being plugged back in the community is just so like nourishing. It's like food for the soul. And it has, again, they're not like direct dollar into out kinds of things, yeah. but it like makes me show up differently yeah. each day. And like, what am I thinking about? Like my thinking is like, changed from panic of like, how are we going to get through the next week or two months? You know, where it was when I was in Austin, mm -hmm. um, four weeks ago, like where a lot of the stuff is hitting the fan yep. right into it. Now I'm like, okay, what is life going to be like a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. And I'm noticing that the more that I pour into these other areas of my life and focus on those things, that the longer my thinking can get even inside of a panic. Wow. And to me, that means that I was like, ah, I'm actually escaping the prison because the prison is in the reactive immediacy of the state of mind. And if I'm actually starting to naturally think in longer term of timescales, that means I'm on the right track of actually being, okay, I'm actually out of the prison. Does That's that make so, sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And it's so good. I, again, back to GoBundance, one of the main things that I've found taking away from that community is the authentic relationship pillar. And I've been so thankful um, for that group and for that reason, it's taught me a lot about authentic relationships. But coming into a time like this, you've said several things that are just amazing. Number one, slowing down. I was talking with a guy the other day, and it's interesting because as we have slowed down and we're focused more on relationships and community, which I've been in 
you know, I think Scott's dropping a lot of wisdom here. And if you're not focusing on relationships and community and slowing down, dig in on that. But one thing I've found lately, I've had people crossing my mind every single day. Like Scott's name will flutter through my brain and I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to take a minute and I'm going to reach out to Scott. Instead of like, I've, I used to tell myself anytime I'd think of someone or my subconscious, you know, you were talking about that inner, inner perspective, would bring somebody up that you hadn't thought about for eight months or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I need to call that person and I'd kind of file it away. But lately I've been, every time my subconscious brings somebody up or I just randomly think about someone, I've been reaching out to them. And every single time it's like, I'm so glad you called. I'm dealing with this. Thank you. Can we get on it? And I'm just like, if we weren't focused on the community and the authentic relationship piece and slowing down, would I even, I mean, would I just go back to blowing over that thought process and not connecting to humans? And so I guess the question that I wanted to ask you how do we, I know this is not a black and white question, but how do we remember where we're at right now? Is it like journaling? How do we get on the other side of this and make sure that we as individuals and people just don't go right back into our rut? Well, you'll have every reason to go back into the rut, right? Because we should always, we should expect that life will try and pick back up exactly as before. So the, one of the things that you go to is like, when we talked about it in the very beginning of this, um, talking like well what are the things that you did right that like helped you like develop that inner sense of knowing and uh the, you know self-awareness like those types of pieces right like the knowledge self-knowledge right i mean that, that that concept isn't mine right that goes back to like socrates right like the man know thyself like all of that stuff right like people have been trying to struggle with this knowing it was the biggest mover for a few thousand years right so it's probably probably pretty right into it now the thing is, is that when you go to any of these like seminars or any of these things right you have like this amazing experience while you're there right and then you go home and then at la like that piece, like it's, you got it hundred percent on the first day and it's like 80, 90, 60, 40, 20. And then pretty back, you're just exactly where you were for. And people are like, Hey, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't fix me. Yeah. Right. Into it. And if you think about it, what an insane thing to say, yep. because you've had 30 years of a pattern of living a certain way. And to think that a, a brief stint in your time, uh, on the planet is going to radically change who you are, how you show up in the world, what's important to you, um, is going to just stick and last uh, without other reinforcement is insane. Of course, it's not going to, yep. right? So the question is, is like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Like, and knowing that that's going to be the case. So I think the things that I found have been like most impactful for me is um, one is, is creating like an intentional practice that has to do with some type of physical writing, right? So whether it's going to be like goal tracking by like tallying marks, like on goals, or whether it's going to be journal writing or whatever the case could be. And that seems to be really important, um, and really helpful. And there's a lot of good brain research of why, um, that is really powerful, but I've just can speak to it from my own personal piece. So that's really important. Um, the next piece is actually to surround myself with people that have what it is I want and actually physically go spend time with them. And usually it's always best if I try to do things that are fun because then I actually want to go spend time with it. It doesn't feel like a chore. Like I'm doing this, like whatever chore that makes my life better. I'm like, no, no, no. They're just awesome. They naturally are that way, or they naturally have that thing that I like that I want for myself. And so if I just go find ways to go have fun with them, then I'm going to want to go do that. We're going to want to go hang out together. And then that's just going to rub off on me because they're naturally that way. And I'm going to start showing up that way and be in that state of mind or that state of being for hours at a time because I'm thirsty for it. Right. I'm picking up from them. So it's not just like 
10 minutes on a journal, I'm spending hours and like that state of being, that seems to be really huge too. So I don't think that there's anything like exceptionally insightful into that. I think those are things that probably people have ton, heard a ton before, right? Which is like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Probably surround yourself with the people that have what you want, right? Or, or who, like with the state of being that you want. Um, and then do some type of physical reflective activity, right? With either journaling, goal tracking, whatever the case would be. Um, the, the journaling and stuff like that too also can serve as like a meditative piece. But for me, meditation has always been just like a, a way to combat anxiety mm. or to rejuvenate. Like if my mind's too foggy or like I'm feeling really anxious about something, I'll just use meditation as a tool for that. Um, but it hasn't like taken me to like transcendental levels where I'm just like flying off in outer space or something like that. Yeah. So I, mean, I think, those are the tools I think it I actually, I think it actually is very insightful and impactful because you said something, I mean, if, if we just always do what we've always done, we're going to just stay there. And so when we hear people reinforce the same concepts over and over and over, there's certain themes that, you know, anybody like you, that not anybody, but most people like you that I talk to, there's just these little things that they do to really change who they are. And from that introspe uh, introspective position, I think it's important. So I, I, I do think it's very insightful and I appreciate it. Um, oh, thanks, Mike. So are we near the bottom of this problem or I, I know you've got a crystal ball, so... Uh, <laughs> what, do, what, um, what do you see? Yeah. So this is what I tell people when it comes to this, right? And I'm actually releasing like an, uh, like a 40 page ebook that has like all the strategies I'm using for all the different like loan programs, as position estate planning, how I'm thinking through like, how do you maximize cash so we can actually use opportunities um, in the future? Um, all the different tapping retirement accounts in the way so you don't have to pay penalties and creative strategies that are coming up with that. And actually the first two chapters of this, um, this book, or it's like an ebook, you know, kind of thing that I'm writing right now. Um, that we're using for like our principal um, marketing material is about that, this, this question, right? Um, I, and, and the part of the things that I talk about in there is I say, well, it's a question we all want to ask, but how useful is it, mm. right? Because what will the answer tell us into it? So maybe there's a better question that we should be asking ourselves, which is what do we do in the face of uncertainty, right? And what do you do, how do you make decisions in uncertainty? Right. Um, and so like, if I ask that question about how do I make decisions in certainty, then I start to think a little bit differently um, through the, like, how do I think through the problem? And so when I think in through like decisions of uncertainty, what I'm always looking for is not actually any bright line rules. I'm looking for like, what are my downside risks um, that come from whatever decisions that I'm making? Um, and I'm going to judge the amount of risk it is by how easily I can reverse from the decision. Right. So if I can easily reverse from the decision, I'll just go ahead and make the decision because it's, it's so not risky at all, right? If it's something that's really hard for me to reverse on, if I like guessed wrong on it, now that's one that I'm going to be ultra conservative on. I'm really going to think through it and really make sure that I'm probably too conservative. I want to be on too the too conservative mindset of it. So one way to think about this is like, how do we think about like what our cash positions should be in a time like this, mm -hmm. right? We know cash is going to be king, especially when we have... Um, in the future economy of the next couple of years, the amount of cash you have will be the amount of opportunities you're going to be able to scoop up, right? Anybody that's in the know of, of serious investing will tell you the exact same thing about like, this is what's going to happen. Liquidity markets are going to dry up. We're already starting to see those with cited banks. So it's going to end up being cash. You're going to have fluctuations inside of any other assets. So you might as well pull those cash and hold on to it. And why is this so important though? It's so important because it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, Right. <laughs> The point is, is that you sit on cash because if things um, get worse and they're worse than you think, you're going to need cash to survive it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
if things are better and there's a bounce back, well, holy smokes, look, you got cash. You're taking advantage of the opportunity. So the end of the decision is you sit on cash. So it doesn't matter to me whether this is the bottom or the not. All I'm looking for is saying I'm sitting on cash and I'm waiting. And I'll wait 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 until it becomes painfully obvious of the decision that I should have to make, that I'm almost forced to make the decision because every other decision seems ridiculous. And that's how conservative I'm treating like what's going on. Because what I know that's true for me in my life is not actually the big wins that I've made about like when I've timed things correctly and hit like a, a big home run. It's actually being able to reduce the deltas between the highs and the lows because that's where I actually experience the most pain. My life is actually pretty okay as long as it's keep on going up and to the right in a steady fashion. Where it gets really painful is when I have these huge spikes of like highs and lows off of that mean. And I'm about living a great life more than I am about trying to maximize money or trying to maximize the opportunity. Because that's what's important to me. It's all about having fun. It's about being connected to other people. It's about living a great life for like who I am as a person when I show up every day. And so that's the way I kind of think of that problem. I know that's not probably directly responsive to your answer, but <laughs> that was just amazing. Exactly that was amazing. I actually um, that little that last five minutes right there. That was like the third time we could just stop recording and be good. Um, <laughs> that that's there. There was a ton of wisdom in that, and I think that. Um, I think that people need to go back and digest that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to cut that down into a clip itself because it's pretty amazing. So let's get into a little bit of tactical, tactical advice because I, I, I owe it to our listeners and we've got a brilliant legal mind on here. So just some practical questions. I get asked a lot, when's the right time to start an LLC? Yeah, so um, especially during the timeframes that we're going on right now, you have to understand that like as the economy will get worse, which we have every reason to believe it will, right? With spikes, huge spikes in unemployment, um, the government's pretty seemingly not very coordinated on how actually they're addressing the financial issues that are coming up. All you have to do is look at what's happening with the current loan programs. So they can generate all the stimulus money, but they actually can't get it dispersed and they can't manage the disbursement very well. And how are they even going to track any of this stuff? The smartest minds that I can find can't figure out this stuff. Mm. And so I was like, well, that's us. How, how is everybody else doing? Yeah. Right. So, um, so I was like, okay, great. So what does that actually mean? So what does that mean in terms of like action steps for us would mean, okay, we should probably expect things to not be so great um, economically for a while. And we know that when things turn bad economically, people don't have a lot. And so what they do is they turn to um, usually like frivolous litigation attorneys uh, to file lawsuits. So uh, they get paid. They get paid from the people that are unprotected. So people that don't ask that's in their personal name are a great target for this, right? Because they have everything at risk uh, for those frivolous litigation attorneys to target. And you have to think about it from the perspective of it's like these aren't necessarily even bad people. They're desperate people. Both people are desperate. The person that doesn't have enough that goes to seek out that attorney and that attorney that has his own family to feed and staff to support. Mm. You just happen to be the victim of two desperate people mm. because you didn't take the steps to be protected. And all you had to do was to be able to form your LLC, to move the assets out of your personal name, to put some basic anonymity structures in place to make it where you're just not the target. Let them go after somebody else, right? Where this actually comes up is... I've seen it happen a lot before, even in good economic times, where there's lawsuits that will happen in this vein. The lawsuits that are going to happen in this vein of like the frivolous litigation that's going to pop up, where they're going to extort you for money um, from it, will skyrocket off of it. I'm actually already seeing it from a lot of my, my clients. A lot of them are even GoBros. I can't tell any specifics about it, but we're starting to see major lawsuits. And it's exactly what you would expect. It's lawsuits that are alleging around eighty dollars to $100,000 of damages. They're trying to work out $30,000 settlements, and they're just trying to crank those through because that's how they keep getting people paid. They kick $10,000, you know, they keep $10,000 for, for doing some basic work, the $20,000 to the client. I mean, it's a whole business. 
And it's just a business that's built on how do you take advantage of people that aren't protected whenever people get desperate. And if you just want to do some basic research on this, I actually presented, I actually have a, um, an email that I sent out to my base that actually has all of the data of what happened between 2008 and 2009 and how we're actually in a worse position now than we were then and what happened in litigation then and what we expect litigation to happen now. Um, and if you sign up, anybody signs up for our newsletter on Royal Legal Solutions, happy to send that data over to you guys. Um, so when you're saying, hey, should I form an LLC or not? It's a no-brainer. You always form the LLC. Because mm -hmm. the cost of not being protected is inviting somebody else to come after you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so taking it a little further, and maybe there's maybe you have some resource already that we can point people to, but there's the concept of the LLC, but then we get into a little bit um, more complex, which I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this, but asset protection in general. Do you have some kind of resource or something that people can go to understand re, um, asset protection even further, or where, where can they find something like that? Or is it just hire you? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so uh, don't hire me just because you feel like you need to go to an attorney, you know, and to get something like put in place, right? That's not the way um, I like to do business. And that's not who I like to do business with, right? right? Um, what I like to do is actually share all the information about everything we do all up front as if you were going to be a client into it, right? So what I actually did is I took um, about, mm, I don't know, it's probably about a 1000 consults that I've done with real estate investors. And I built like a 97 slide slide deck that answers every question from every angle as we go through it. It builds systematically from what should you look for when you're vetting professionals? You know, what does actually look good at like attorney service and law service actually look like? So you can know like, hey, is it Royal Legal or is it somebody else? Mm. You know, but here's the way you should analyze that. Here's what asset protection actually, effective asset protection looks like both using like asset holding companies, and operating companies. Then we walk through like, how do you actually do all of the estate planning? How does that integrate in with your company structure? How should you be looking at different tax strategies and at different levels of income? And we like line it off for you. I mean, this would be like at least like thousands of dollars in consultations to be able to say like, here's the game plan. And the reason why I can give that away for free is because for me at this point, this is just rote information. Mm. This is like the playbook of all of the best practices from the people that I've worked with over the years about how do you go, what is that, what does that game plan look like for people that are between zero and five million in net worth? They can see like, here's what I need to put in place now and here's where I'm gonna grow this in the future and what are the pieces that you put along in, the, in the place in that. So what I've done with that is if you go to the royallegalsolutions.com website and, and click on the banner at the top, which is like the take a quiz or whatever that banner is up the top of the website, mm -hmm. it actually takes you to another page. And on that page, I have an hour and 45 minute video where I walk you through in a single take. It's an hour and 45 minute single take video where I walk you through the 97 slide slide deck where I explain to everybody in the absolute excruciating detail of how everything works, why you do it this way, what's the thinking and the mentality behind it, how does it actually work for the banking, the accounting, the insurance, everything. It's all laid out there. After you watch that video, this is where you have the opportunity to say like, great, well, let's take a quiz that gives us our basic information about you. And then we start that conversation of like, okay, that's the basic information that gives you the, the baselines of everything. Now let's talk about how we can customize something for you, for your particular needs of like, where are you at in there? Of like, what actually makes sense for you to put together right now? And you're going to know that because I just showed you the whole playbook, right? <laughs> of what you're going to need not even now, but all the way into the future. And you'll be like, I think I'm actually here. I'll be like, yeah, that's probably right. This is really simple. Now my job is super easy because you actually already know what it is you need, whether it's from me or from another provider. That's awesome. And so you had mentioned earlier a program that you have going right now where you're going to help people um, sign up for the the loans and stuff that's going on right now. Do they find that at the same place or where can they find information? Yeah. At? 
you can you can email me about it, just Scott at royallegalsolutions.com or just get a hold of us and from any of the ways through the website. Um, and we'll end up connecting you up with our, our attorney staff into that to talk through like how do we do that. So like right now what we're doing is we're we're offering it for twenty five hundred bucks. We submit your loan applications for you, help coach you through how to submit those. It's actually some nuances about what things you need to claim that you're going to use the loan money for on uh, on the different, you know, the PPP versus the IDL to make sure you can maximize those amounts, um, which I'm recommending everybody do. Get the maximum amount of money you can possibly get. Why? Because you don't know when you're going to get more money. Right. So there's something called cash insurance, which is the interest you pay. Yeah. You pay interest on it because that's your cash insurance, that's right? So, so you maximize these babies out. And that's what our attorney staff is doing right now is we're walking people through. We just sent out an email um, to our base the other day and we had over 130 people reach out. So like if you want help with this stuff, a lot of people are wanting help with it. Don't feel bad. It's really confusing about it. Um, and the great news is, is that um, we charge you a little bit of money to help, you know, uh, help you walk through all that. Um, but we also guarantee that uh, you're going to get money out of the loan programs. Um, at least $10,000 is a grant. So you're going to get free money essentially from the government uh, for having to go through it. That helps you know pay our fees for it and helps you know that you don't have to worry about it and don't have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And if we don't get you any money, we give you all your money back. You know, that's such a valuable tool at this point in time because um, I don't know, you being on the legal side, you don't experience this, but I've been getting frustrated because every call I'm on, every conversation, there's like 15 different experts that are like, oh, I talked to Jimmy and Jimmy said this and I talked to John. I'm, I'm tired of hearing what everybody thinks I want. I want somebody that understands the law and can work through that. So if you find yourself in that boat, reach, reach out to Scott. Um, valuable resource. I appreciate everything you've done. You're such a giving person and, and just can't say enough about you. So um, any, any last words that you just want to say to the audience? Um, crazy times. What, how do you want to leave them? Yeah. So I would just say it's like a, a couple of quick things, which is just to like remember to slow down, you know, as you're going through everything. Remember to connect with other people, right? This is really important. Uh, stuff to do. Um, and then the next piece is just to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the people that can help guide you to get what you want. So you first get really high clarity about what it is you want. And if you, if one of those things that you want revolve around, Hey, how do I plan for my asset protection? How do I plan for, to protect myself from the lawsuits that are going to be springing up because I own assets, my personal name. And I don't, I know that that's a risk and I just haven't done it before. You know, if it's your estate planning of what happens to you, if you're in the hospital or something happens to you, um, making sure your family is going to be protected. Because otherwise the government just makes all the decisions on your behalf or you need help with the loan programs or anything in between, right? Like right now I got staff and we're looking to help people, you know, and we're not charging anybody right now to help them. Mm. We're saying just let's get in here. Let's get into a meeting. I'll give you 15 minutes. Let's figure out what's going on with you. If it's something we can help you with, great. If it's not, let me show you if we have somebody in our network that can. Because uh, right now this is not the time where anybody's hammered <laughs> business hard people. This is the time where it's just like, no, 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 no. We need to start having conversations. We need to start helping each other and figuring out ways to help each other because it's the deep, deep help where it's like the true, truly helping people is what I think is actually going to make businesses survive. And that's what I keep communicating my staff every day. It's like, we're not in the law business right now. We're not in the asset protection business right now. We're in the helping people business. Wow. And we need conversations to figure out what you're struggling with. So we know how to help people best. So if you can help us by contacting us and telling us what problems you're dealing with, mm -hmm. that helps us be able to figure out how we can help you and help other people like you more. So please reach out to us. That's amazing. Um, Really appreciate your time, Scott. That was huge value. Um, I look forward to sharing this episode with our listeners. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners.
Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.